This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's not like you are living in that in the mindset of I'm poor mm. because that's just kind of what's around you and it's just, yeah. it is just what it is that like you just kind of get on with life. When you're homeless, bro, like the, the, the one thing you have to do every single day is how can I eat today and how can I find someone that will hopefully let me sleep on the sofa or sleep in the house or, you know what I mean, just put a roof over my head. So every single day you wake up and it's a new challenge. I'm there and my duvet is getting wet. Mm. And I'm just feel, I'm like I feel embarrassed. The truth is, I've always known mm. that I could do bigger things. I've always known that I've got the ability to, you know, yeah. to achieve whatever it is that I wanted to achieve. My vision was I want to be a businessman. Okay. And I always saw the vision of a man in a suit carrying a briefcase. All of these guys are out there selling this rent to rent, rent to rent, rent to yeah, rent. Yeah, the yeah. biggest players in the industry yeah. are doing management. Okay. I know that. The people who have the biggest portfolios, okay. shall I say, yeah. are doing management. The question I have, right, and I'm, I'm sure the watchers, listeners, what is like the potential with this business? Like, yeah. What's like the earning potential, I guess, realistically? Yeah. Welcome to the Takeoff Experience, where I sit down with highly driven people to talk about their journey, their failures, and their successes. If you want to take off in your career, your business, your finances, or your mindset, then this podcast is for you. This episode is sponsored by Money Hub, a secure money management app that helps you to manage your money with ease. The Money Hub app provides you with a single view of all your accounts by letting you connect your bank accounts, your savings accounts, investment accounts, your credit cards, all in one place. To help with your money goals, Money Hub has features that allows you to track your incomings versus your outgoings every single month and also allows you to set and track your spending budgets every single month too. It's a fantastic app, right? Well, you can download the Money Hub app for free by tapping the link in my description. You can use the Money Hub app free for six months with no auto renewal. And if you really like the app, then you can continue using it for only £1.49p per month. It's a deal of the century, right? Well, make sure to go and download the app right now. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Welcome back to the Takeoff Experience. We have a special guest in the building. Ibrahim, how are you doing today? I'm good, bro. I'm good. I'm super, super excited to be here. I'm a little bit nervous, you know. Why? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. But you know what it is? Because your questions are, I watch your stuff. Remember yeah. I said to you, like, bro, yeah. you ask good questions. Yeah. So, like, I'll come ready. I'll come ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I don't, ask a I don't ask any questions to trip people up. I just ask questions for the listeners, watchers, and myself as well to get to... To better know the topic, better yeah. know you yeah. as well. Obviously, if you can't answer something, then I'm not going to ask you. But you know what? When I'm, when I'm listening to the question, I'm like, yeah. that question makes sense. That's yeah. why I like it because yeah. it's like, you go deep yeah. and that's good. Yeah. So I'm just hoping, 
I can channel I'm the sure vessel can. and get the answers come flowing up. I'm sure we. I'm sure we can. <laughs> you know, what's so crazy. Like we were talking offline, and I was like, nah, 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 nah. We, we got to start recording because like you, you're providing too much value, and I don't want people to listen to it, uh, miss it. Sorry. So who is Ibrahim? Wow. Do you know what this is? The, I've done a couple podcasts recently, and people keep asking me this, and it's strange because it's not really something that I've ever thought of before or that you think of but who am i wow um the one that i always lead with is i'm a people person like i love people just you know maybe we're going to get into my background a little bit but in terms of where i come from and my lived experience like just being able to see people like i'm one of those people even when i had nothing even when i wasn't nothing and people were thinking bro shut up man. i don't want to listen to you i just like giving advice like i just because i just always want to see okay. people achieve and just do things and any little thing that i feel like i've got i'll just want to give it to someone so i think um that's me in that regards but you know i'm also a family man i've now got you know my first child little okay, girl thank you very much 20 months old she's um she's a blessing man she's a blessing um so yeah it, it's really difficult to say like who am i that's um the way that i view myself is people person and now a family man which is i was just speaking to uh, my best friend on in the car on the way here mm. and it was good he just said he said he said bro you're family man now, you know? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird, just even though it's been almost two years, it's like, yeah, yeah you are. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So when you say you're a people person, where where does that come from, that people... Do you, do you, do you know where it comes from, the people person? May, maybe a little bit, because um, if I'm not mistaken, you're Nigerian as well, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm Okay, cool. Yeah. So I, I, and I, grew, I grew up in Nigeria, and, you know, this is the beauty about Nigeria. Even though you're growing up poor... Well, for me, it's not like everyone in Nigeria goes up mm. poor because, listen, there's a whole bunch of rich people in Nigeria, yeah, very rich people, people, right? So yeah. let's not get that twisted. Um, but, you know, I wasn't one of them. We were not one of them. But it's not like you were living in that, in the mindset of I'm poor mm. because that's just kind of what's around you and it's just, yeah. it is just what it is. Like, you just kind of get on with life. And, you know, I grew up in an environment where, you know, we're surrounded by neighbours. You know, our house is where, you know, people would come and play football. Yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we've been to school, we've done all of that sort of stuff. We'll come back, put our bags away, yeah. come outside. It's our house people who come to the play football. Okay. So I've just always grown up around a lot of people, even my siblings that I grew up with. When I say my siblings, they were like my cousins. Because okay. I grew up with my okay. auntie and my uncle, but they were like my brothers and sisters because yeah. my mum had moved to the UK, you know, the whole immigrant story to try and build a better life and then bring me over. So, you know, um, my sibling, there was probably about eight, nine of us. Yeah. So just being around people, being around different personalities, you learn how to, you know, how to maneuver your, you know, you know, big bro is not feeling, you know, just got to <laughs> stay away from yeah. big bro today. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And yeah, so you learn how to, I guess, you know, navigate around people. I think, yeah. I think it probably just kind of comes from that because you got a lot of different siblings, a lot of different personalities and, you know, you kind of learn how to, you know, make people happy as well if people are not sort of maybe in the, in the best of spirits and things of that nature. So yeah. I think that's where it's come from. But then also, you know, my lived experience kind of moving moving on a little bit because, you know, there was a period in my life when I was homeless. Seriously? Yeah. Okay. Right? And Tony Robbins says something. Mm. He says you take control of your life mm. when you realize that things are happening for you or not to you. And it's difficult when you're going through tough periods to really realize that these things are happening for you or not to you because everything's a lesson. 
it's all about perception. It's all about how you perceive this moment. And if you're able to see this as just something happening for me, mm. as difficult or as painful as it might be, mm. the way that you view that thing is going to be different mm -hmm. because you start you start to look for the lessons. Okay, cool. What can I really learn from this yeah. situation? And I wouldn't say when I was homeless, I was looking at it like this is happening for me. I wasn't because I hadn't gone through the personal development at that stage. Mm. But what I realized in later life is, you know, my ability with people, my yeah. ability to build relationships, especially corporate working relationships yeah. really stemmed from that period okay. you know because when you're homeless bro like the, the the one thing you have to do every single day is how can i eat today and how can i find someone that will hopefully let me sleep on the sofa or sleep in the house or you know what i mean just put a roof over my head so every single day you wake up and it's a new challenge because just because someone let you stay on the sofa yesterday doesn't mean today they're going to let you stay on the sofa again. Mm -hmm. So it's like every single day is just trying to find, okay, how can I build a relationship? How can I find yeah. someone else new? And, but all of those things create a character, but it also creates a personality. Mm -hmm. and, and I really feel that, you know, in those periods, my relation, my ability to build relationships with people, yeah. you know, really went to a next level. Yeah. You know what's crazy? I was wondering, how did you deal with that? Like, you know, being homeless? I mean, was that here or was that in I was Nigeria? in the UK. I was, was in, in the UK. UK. I was in Cambridge. Cambridge? How did that <laughs> yeah. happen? Like, how, how, how did I become yeah. homeless? Mm. You know, look, two things. I got kicked out. Okay. All right. What? Well, let's, parents, let's, yeah, let's parents. rewind back a little bit. Okay. Let's rewind okay. back a little bit. When okay. I said I got kicked out, mm. I did kind of get kicked out, but it was also like a decision. Okay. Because what happened is my mom said, I'm sending you back to Nigeria. Right. I said, nah. Okay. Yeah. Why? She, because she thought, okay, you're not doing what she, she wanted. Yeah, exactly. She thought, okay, cool. Your life is not going the trajectory that I wanted to go or that yeah. I feel like it's right. So I need to send you back to Nigeria mm -hmm. so I can almost kind of um, control the outcome of, of where your life would go, yeah. right? Yeah. That's obviously a perception. I saw things differently, mm -hmm. you know, but nonetheless, you know, mm -hmm. the decision was I'm not going back. And it's actually a funny story because um, like... So I remember the night before the mm. date I got kicked out and I pulled my mom and my stepdad and I said, look, like, I don't want to go back and all this sort of stuff. I look, I don't want to go back. Like, what can we do? Let's figure out a plan. Then obviously by this time, they've already bought tickets and all of these sort of things, right? But what they didn't realize was it wasn't actually me pleading with them in that regard. I'd already set up my exit plan. Really? And the exit plan was already in place. I'd already said to one of my boys, like, listen, if it happens, I'm going to call you, drive down. Like, we're not, this is, I already had that exit wow. plan. I already had, like, somewhere I could stay for a couple of days before that. But this is just me just kind of saying to them, like, look, like, I don't want to go back. That like, this is, I wasn't kind of saying this is not happening. Like, trust me, but I was, you know, again, maybe the negotiations have started from, a, from an early age. Yeah. They didn't show all my cards, but yeah. um, obviously they didn't have it. They weren't having it. And then the next day, it happened, right? And then kind of from that from that moment, you know, I ended up in the YMCA. Mm -hmm. um, and then being in the YMCA, something, some crazy stuff happened, mm -hmm. you know, and leaving the YMCA, that's what got me into the streets, right? Yeah. Because um, something happened, as you do, you know, I was on the streets. Mm -hmm. I had to survive. Mm. I had to make an income. I had to generate an income. And, you know, maybe being from London, you might know what I'm talking about, mm. read between the lines, right? We had to mm. do that. Mm -hmm. You know, situation happened. Mm. Police came, you know, had to leave with, you know, all my stuff literally in the YMCA and just exit, right? Mm. And um, and that's really where where all that homelessness began. Wow. That's crazy. You know, as, I, as you're talking about this and you making your exit plan, I'm thinking, wow, you're brave. You're brave. Because some people wouldn't even take that risk. Some people would be like, you know, okay, I'm just give up. I'll just go to Nigeria. So I'm wondering, 
why you were so brave and also why you had such a strong mindset to be like, okay, cool. If it doesn't go. Because obviously you kind of in opposition to, so I'm, I'm assuming that you had some kind of idea of where you wanted your life to to go because yeah. you are in opposition to your mom, obviously, for yeah. it, right? Bro, so. do, you, do you know I'm smiling? Yeah. Because I'm like, this is what I'm talking about in yeah. terms of you being able to ask yeah. questions. No one has ever took me here before. Yeah. Even that story about yeah. what happened, yeah. like I've never even told that story before, right? But um, why was I so brave? Um, The truth is, firstly, I don't know. Mm. You know, that's just the honest truth. Mm. But secondly, I've... I've never had an attachment. It's something that I still struggle with today. Okay. Like even in like my personal relationships, like understanding and, you know, my partners had a huge part, you know, in making me this better creature, this better person. We've been together for 10 years now. But in terms of going back to why I had the bravery, I've never had attachment to anything, to family, to a location, to anything at all like that. Because okay. even growing up in Nigeria, so I don't remember these times because they say when something happens to you at a young age when you go through trauma mm. the mind protects you yeah and i remember I, i'm gonna i'm gonna go somewhere and then i'm gonna come back to the answer okay. i remember going back to nigeria in 2017 and i was speaking to one of my cousins and he said oh, do you remember when we was back in the village and i said no i don't and he was about to reminisce but i saw in his face he just paused and he said you know that's a good thing Mm. and then just moved on. Mm. And there was like this moment of recognition between the both of us, like maybe I don't really want to know. Mm. And like he was like, I'm not going to tell you anything, but there was a lot of pain. Mm. And I've always known this because I don't remember anything yeah. about, you know, that part of my life. Okay. Right? Okay. The only image I've got by that part of my life, which is strange, is actually a happy image. And it's me probably about four years old and I've got this rake across my shoulders. So this is in the village in Nigeria, mm. in Edo State, right? And we're walking to the farm, like my, gra my grandma's farm. Mm. And I just remember being really happy. Mm. And that's really the only memory I've right. got of those times. You know, but I, I was, so my mom moved to the UK. This is me assuming, right? I don't really actually know this story. My mom moved to the UK and then she left me in the village. Mm. And then in the village, I'm moving from place to place. Again, there's no attachment to one, you know, particular right. household, okay. right? Okay. So I'm moving around right, like that. It's when my auntie came to the village and she said to me, she told me, she saw me um, sleeping on a concrete floor mm. and I'm like curled up like this and I'm just like cold. Mm. And she said the state of me, like she just started crying. Mm. Right? And then she called my mom and said like, please let me take him. Right? And then that's when I moved to Lagos. And then I lived in Lagos for, you know, a few years, like five, six, yeah. seven years right. before I then moved to the UK. And then the UK, I'm here for like two, three months or two, three years mm. with my mom. And then I'm in a situation where I'm about to leave again. So for me, there's never been that, okay. you know, so I guess I didn't have that fear of another movement, of yeah. another okay. insecurity. That just sense. wasn't there. That makes sense when, when you're describing it. And I'm sure for you as well, you're connecting the dots as yeah. well, thinking back like, okay, yeah. this is why for me, yeah, I've done that already. Yeah. I've been through it. I've, you know, rightly or wrongly, I've already got the experience. So yes. that's why I'm going to, you know, do what I'm going to do. So, okay. So you mentioned that you went to the streets, right? Did you, did you go to college at any point? Uni, I did. Uni, I did. Uni? So okay. I was at college when okay. this happened. Okay. When, 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 when I got when, kicked when out. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, did you end up going to uni or just going into work? Not at this point. Later yeah. on. Okay. After the homelessness, okay. after okay. all of that, this was sort of like my path back. Okay. Path back. Cool. But um, yeah, so I did go to uni after that, but not at this point. So this point was just 
you're homeless, you're, you know, living mouth to mouth and, you know, mm. sometimes maybe you might get a job and then obviously that instability just, is just never quite mm. right. You can never really make it mm. work. So it was, it was that for a few years. Cool. How did you get yourself out of it? Get myself out of it. Yeah. Okay, cool. I always tell this story. Mm. Um, so this one is, is, um, mm. is fluent. Okay. Because I know the exact date, right? It, okay. it was it was in October 2006. I'm literally in this garage, right? And you know the normal garage where, you know, you put your bikes in there, your mm. boxes, your bags and all that sort of stuff. And just to the side, you've got cardboard box on the floor, you've got a duvet. But on this night, like it's in October, it's raining, it's dark, it's freezing, it's windy. Mm. And there's just a little gap between the, the floor of the garage and the door. And the wind is blowing the rain in. Mm. And now I'm there and my duvet is getting wet. Mm. And I'm just feel, I'm, like, I feel embarrassed. Mm. I'm ashamed because you could smell this duvet. It's like it's got this musty smell, mm. right? You're, in, you're looking at your environment. You're looking, you know, you know when it's almost like having an outer body experience. Mm. I'm looking and I just feel embarrassed. I feel ashamed because the truth is I've always known that I could do bigger things. I've always known that I've got the ability to, you know, yeah. to achieve whatever it is that I wanted to achieve, you know, but the reality is everything that I had done in my life up to that point had gotten me to where I was, okay. right? And I'm homeless yeah. and I'm in this shed. Mm. And that's when I made the decision. I said, this is not going to be my life. Mm. There was no one in my ears. There was yeah. no moms. This is me saying, this ain't like it. the breaking point. This was, was this was the breaking point. point. Yeah. This was it. And it was the very next day I said, I'm going to ask for help. Like I've got, I've got to do something. Mm. And I went to my teacher who'd, he'd, he'd really been the only person who'd always believed in me, who even when I'm at school, I'm doing a madness. I'm, what's wrong with you? Like, you're, you're smart. You can do, you know, those people who just always. Yeah, you never get it. Like they see more in you. They than see you more see in you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's weird. And I said, okay, cool. Let me, let me see if you will help me. And you know, he didn't let me down. He helped me along the way. Mm. Um, and just under two years from that day, I made it to uni. Okay. Right. So, wow. so that's that was the day. That's where you know the 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 new the reemergence of this new person yeah. really began. Yeah. You know, yeah. again, rightly or wrongly, sometimes it's not always that bad to go to a place where it's dark. I think no. sometimes, right? Because sometimes you, there's nowhere else to go but up. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, unfortunately, and I think as well, it does build character as well at times. Yeah. Right. Um. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, that's, I think that's, that's I think amazing. it always I think it always does build character. Again, it goes back to the Tony Robbins statement of yeah. sapling for you, not to you. Yeah, I think if some people never, unfortunately, you know, because homelessness is a, is a big problem in this country, yeah. right? And actually in America as well, and in Nigeria, to be honest. But some people, unfortunately, never get to that point where that moment of realization, mm. you know, which I fortunately did, mm -hmm. you know, that's the truth. But if you're able to get to that moment, yeah, then it is character building because all like. Genuine, so you know, bringing it to business now, you know, people talk about risk mm. in business and they talk about like now I've got a family, okay, fair enough. There's a different added element of risk, mm. but that's fine because I know whatever happens, I can just send them back to their moms, mm. leave me by myself, yeah. and I will get back up to where I need to be. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Mm. Like, I, I can sleep on the floor, mm. I can sleep on the sofa, done I've done it yeah, before. Yeah. That stuff doesn't scare me. People talking about risk and lose it all, it doesn't scare me. I've been in that situation even in the last couple of years when I'm like, okay, cool, 
Like you're trying to pull the rug up from under the like, but you don't know who you're dealing with. Mm. I don't care about this rug, mm. right? Because this rug is actually just an entrapment. Mm. Like I know for me to get the freedom that I'm looking for, yeah. I'm gonna have to go to that place, yeah. right? Where I dig deep and say, okay, cool. What's your future gonna look like? Yeah. And only you can really make that decision. Yeah. But people just need to realize that when you go through those deep dark moments. It is character building. And if you can find the character in those moments, yeah. it can change your life. Yeah. It just shows it's possible that you can get out of it, right? Yes. Like from what your from what your story is, right? Like you can get out of it. But like, yeah, it's tough. It's you know, it's not it's not gonna be easy to get no, out of it. No, but no. like you said, now you 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 have the mindset of okay, cool, I can take risks. And for you, if you compare yourself to even me, right? I, I would say risk, I'm probably risk averse. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie, I'm risk averse, probably, because I haven't got there yet mm -hmm. right not to say that um, it may never happen it may i might put myself you know i tell you, you're gonna put yourself in there right mm -hmm. and then force yourself to to grow out of it but it just shows that it's possible for you to get out of it okay so you so you went to uni university what did you end up studying at university bro listen <laughs> listen is another no not really but i'm a nigerian man you, yeah. i did business okay <laughs> You know, what? I was gonna guess it, but I was like, no, I'm not even. Let me give him a chance, yeah. Yeah, okay. So you decided business, right? Yeah. Why business, though? Because not every Nigerian likes business, really. Do, do, do you know what? Yeah. My perception of wealth, mm. I was at a networking event and someone they, they asked me this, like, what did you wanna be as a kid? Mm. And I just remembered my vision was, I wanna be a businessman. Okay. And I always saw the vision of a man in a suit carrying a briefcase. That was always the vision that stayed with me as a kid. Don't know why, maybe it's because of the environment I grew up in Nigeria or when I grew up in the 80s and 90s and the briefcase was the thing back then. Yeah. Like the briefcase was definitely a thing back then. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that was the image I had. So for me, I don't know if this was, if I was cognizant of this when I was making a decision in terms of what do I want to do at uni, you know, but the truth is, that's always been the image that I had. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I used to play football. Mm. I was really good at football, okay. actually. Football as well, yeah. Yeah, so, okay. so for me, I didn't really know what I wanted to do outside of that, but I knew I wanted to succeed in business. So okay. I guess business was just, you know, a way for me to learn more about business. That's yeah. what I thought. Very quickly realized that maybe that's not going to be the case because I went to uni in 2008. And there was a little something called the financial crisis mm -hmm. that happened in 2008. Yeah. And now I'm on this personal development growth, right? And I'm reading books and I'm listening to podcasts and these people are saying, listen, go out there and make your money. Go out there and learn the skills, right, that you need. Mm. So I'm looking around, I'm thinking, okay, we've got this crisis, I'm learning business. Maybe I need to go out into the world and actually learn business. Yeah. So I dropped out of uni. Okay. Again, this, you know, willing to just risk business, yeah. right? Just willing to say, okay, cool. Let me back myself and go make it happen. Yeah. And, you know, what I did, because the one thing when you're homeless, mm. I, I don't just put this to the homelessness though, because the truth is growing up in Nigeria again, I've always connected wealth to property. Yeah. Always because the richest people, bro, have you been to Nigeria? Yeah. You see the houses? Yeah. People think they have Very big good. houses here. <laughs> It's, it's yeah, laughable. Listen, it, it's the gates. Yeah, it's and I remember one time walking. I don't know if I was walking back home or walking to the shop. And I remember this guy in his car. This is in Nigeria. In his car, he pressed the button, and the gate opened. And I said, "Do you know how rich this man has to be? That's a bit, yeah, he doesn't have to get out of his car to open." <laughs> I said, "He is rich. Look at his house." Mm. 
And there was just always that connection to property. So I've always liked property. And then I come to the UK and I'm watching Homes Under the Hammer. I'm thinking, like, I can I can do this stuff, right? Yeah. But then when you're homeless again, you start to understand the value of property and things like that. So I said, what am I going to do? I wanted to get into a estate agency, but I had no experience. So I just printed out my CV mm. and I just went around to every single estate agent in the high street of Southampton and just one after the other, they all said, no, 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 really? no, no. Yeah, wow. they were like, bro, I didn't, I didn't realise that I was coming across as ignorant, as arrogant. Because you got to understand the journey that I'd been on. Yeah. There was this different level of confidence that I had. And I also knew that I could do the job. I just knew where, I could do where, it, where right? Where did the confidence come from? A again, because I've always been smart. Mm. You know, just kind of going back to even even in those in those periods when you know I wasn't performing at school, I always knew I had the ability. I never yeah. looked at anyone as being smarter than me. Yeah. Because really when it came to it, I knew that I could compare the same level as them. I just wasn't applying myself. Mm. You know, when I'm homeless, when I'm you know, when I'm speaking to people who are meant to be better of than me, I realize my position, but I'm also like, you aren't okay. smarter than me. I've just always had that. I don't know where it's come from. I've just yeah. always had it. Um but but again, you know, when I needed to get myself into university, I yeah. did it. No problem. Okay. So I've known, like, I've got the ability when I when I want to switch on. Yeah. But with the property thing, I just knew because, yeah. like, I had this... It was a passion. Yeah, because I knew, like, property can make you money. Yeah. And I knew, like, I can do this stuff. And I've been watching Homes and the Again, it's not a good barometer, Homes and the Hammer. <laughs> but just watching it... <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm like these people are yeah. like I can do this can stuff, do, right? I can, can do, do this. Yeah. yeah. So um, so that's where that confidence came from, but it was misplaced mm. when I was applying for this roles because right. I didn't have the experience. They don't know what I know. No one can believe in you more than you believe in yourself. That's another thing for people to take away. Yeah. No one can believe in you more than you believe in yourself. Yeah. Like, you have to know. You have to have the ultimate belief in yourself for anyone else to even have 100%. the confidence, yeah. you know, in you. Yeah. Right, and that's where you know some people might go wrong. But the second to the last person, he sat me down. This was a franchise. He said, "Look, I've just started. I can't, I can't hire you. I don't have the capacity to do that." But he sat me down and spent about thirty minutes with me, just telling me everything that I was doing wrong. You sound cocky here. This doesn't make sense. You don't know what you're talking about here. And he literally, bro, this was some some white Irish guy. Really, bro, I'm oh, telling nice you, guy. nice guy. He doesn't know me from Adam. Yeah. But what the other people didn't see is what he saw. Mm. He saw past the, what they perceived to be arrogance, mm. which actually was confidence, but he saw that it was misplaced and he just polished it. Okay. Right? That's the difference wow. between him and them. Wow. And the very next estate I went into, which was the last, mm. but was also the largest right, franchise at the time, I got the job. Wow. Insane. Yeah. And that's really where my journey started in property. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. And, you you know, that happening, it just shows you how important sometimes it is, even though you wouldn't classify it, a mentor, right? 100%. Basically, it was a mentor. 100%. That you didn't ask for. Yeah. He just kind of was like, look, I see this, you know, young guy. Looks like he's very driven. Let me help him out. Yeah. Let me help polish him. Let me put him on the right path. And then, look, it worked out for you. Because let me tell you a story, bro. This is insane. So when I left this um, i was working for probably the, i was consulting for them you know, probably the, said the second largest you know property education coaching yeah. company in the uk when i left i was looking for ways to optimize i say yeah. how can i come and shake this industry how can i come and bring something fresh in yeah. into this industry into this 
what they call service accommodation, all this sort of stuff. I already knew what I wanted to, the vehicle I wanted to help people with. But I said, how can I bring in something fresh? So I started, there's this other lady who's the coach and she does, um, she does lettings okay. training. So she, she coaches letting agencies and how they can scale yeah. their businesses, how they can grow. So I went to her conference. And bro, this was not too long ago. Mm. Someone comes on stage. They're talking about this person. They talk about the franchise that is run high, he's been able to scale his business, all of this. And I'm looking at my business partner. I'm saying, now they're showing his picture. Mm. I'm saying, bro, that's the guy I'm always talking about. <laughs> he said, are you sure? I said, bro, I don't know, because this is over 10 years ago. Yeah. I said, bro, I think that's him. I said, if he mentions Southampton, yeah. that, bro, I'm almost, I'm almost tearing up now. Yeah. And he comes up within like a minute and a half. He says Southampton. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, bro. Like that was the guy. Yeah. Like insane. I remember like afterwards, I caught him on a break and I told him and I saw the tears in his eyes, bro. He obviously doesn't know me, but how passionately I was speaking, he could also see that I was emotional because when I was speaking to him, I was shaking mm. because what he done for me, mm. just some random black guy walking to your shop. You don't know him from Adam. Yeah. That really changed my life, yeah. getting that job. Yeah. Right? Wow. Wow. That's crazy, bro. I met him again yeah. just last year, bro. Wow. So he basically, he found his calling and he didn't, maybe he didn't realize that at the time he when he was speaking that. to you. But yeah, he clearly realized it after. Actually, I'm passionate about this. I love teaching people. Amazing, bro. Yeah. Honestly. I wow. mean, that, it, that wasn't his event. That wasn't yeah. his event. He was there as a success story. Okay from the, the lady whose event yeah. it was. So he was coming on stage, his business had done like one, added yeah. an extra 1.6 million, wow. you know, in the last year, whatever it was. So he was just there as like a testimonial, you know, to help encourage other people as well, to yeah. say she knows what she's doing sort of thing. But, um, but I was just happy to wow. see that, you know, people like that mm. deserve, yeah. you know, good things. And I'm happy that his business has actually got to where it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, incredible, man. That's, that's amazing. Wow. So, okay, so you, got, so you got into the estate agency, right? How long did you do that for? How long were you doing that for? I was probably there for a good few years. Okay. I was probably doing that for a good few years. Yeah. And then, um, again, I'm just always thinking I can do things better than, mm. than other people, right? Because... I'm seeing, you know, the way the, the brokers, because in the estate agencies, you know, with mortgage brokers, insurances, they're pretty much connected. Because if you're getting a property, you know, you need to get, you don't need to get, but typically you want to get like an insurance, you know, yeah. to cover the mortgage, all these sort of things. And I'm thinking, I can do this. Mm. I, can, I can sell this stuff better than these guys. Mm. And with no experience at all, <laughs> I decided to actually start my own brokerage. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was that was my <laughs> madness, right? You are brave. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling okay. you. I'm telling you. Um, but that 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 was a um, yeah, that was a tough period. Okay. Tough period in my life because it didn't last long. Mm. And it was almost like it was almost like this like um awakening. Mm. because everyone was like, you know, people were happy for me, family. Yeah. Now my relationship with my mom is mended. Mm. And everyone's like, yeah, like, look at what Ibs is doing. Like, oh my God, he's got his own business. And then very quickly it just came crumbling down. Mm. I didn't really know what I was doing. Mm. Um, it wasn't technically, you know, our fault either, but it is. Like, you always have to, 
you know, own, yeah. you know, the good and the bad that happened to you. But you know, the company that we, because there's something, I mean, you probably know this, you're in finance, right? You got the, you know, appointed representatives and you got directly authorized. Mm -hmm. So the company that was directly authorized and we were an appointed representative for them, they'd been doing some dodgy dealings. You know, mm -hmm. the FCA came in, you know, shut them down. Mm -hmm. We lost our business like that. Wow. Right? And I remember getting that phone call from my business partner to tell me what happened. Mm. That was the first period because I'm like, bro, I'm a strong Nigerian black man. Mm. Like this, you know, anxiety, depression stuff. Like that. this is never, ever, ever. Yeah. Like, bro, just get over it. What are you talking about? Did all of this, right? And that's always been kind of my mindset towards it. In a way. I mean, I was always sympathetic, but I always kind of thought, does this really exist? But I remember... And this happened for nights after this, right? Yeah. But this, this, the first night happened to me. I couldn't believe what was happening. I knew it wasn't real, but it was real. And I went up to sit outside my mother-in-law. So I'm at my mother-in-law's house at, the, at this time. And I'm sat outside her door, right, to her room. This is at nighttime. She doesn't even know I'm there. The first time she heard me say this, she couldn't believe it. I'm sat outside her door. It's nighttime. Like, it's it's cold, but my palms are sweating. Mm. Right, I'm I'm... I'm having heart palpitations. Like, I think I'm going to die. Like, I'm like, I'm going to die. And the reason I went to sit outside her door is like, I thought when that moment comes, just lean, you know, through her door so you can get her attention so she can call the ambulance or do whatever it is. Yeah. And that was because everything just became overwhelming. Yeah. Because I told, you know, my partner, this time she's a drama school. I said, go drama school. I've got you you know, fees, all the drama schools ain't cheap. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I said, you go, I've got you. Yeah. And I'm just thinking how embarrassed I am. You know, everyone, everyone I've got this business, now it's come crumbling mm. down. You know, I've put my partner in this position now where she is a drama school. I'm saying I'm going to support and now I'm in a position where yeah. I don't have anything, right? So all of this just kind of came up for two weeks. There was a two week period, bro, where I, I did not leave the house. Mm. I'm just there. Wow. And again, that's why I was, I've never met Tony Robbins, but I always say he's my mentor. Mm. Because through that period, it was it was a Tony Robbins, you know, podcast. And then listen, just like YouTube clips of him, yeah. and then listen, and then just going for a walk. And he always talks about like motion, mm. like physiology, like changing your state, mm. right? And it was just start with a walk, and then a jog, and then a run. Yeah. And then you just start feeling alive again and start thinking about different options. Um, but yeah, that was a tough period. Wow. That was a tough period. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah, you've, yeah. you've been through it, right? I've been through a lot still. I've been through the wars. Wow. Yeah, yeah, That yeah. is, you know, I can only imagine why at that point you would have been feeling like the weight of the world was on your shoulder, right? Because you feel like you got responsibilities. You probably were on a high because, yeah, my, my business is taking off. And then just like that. I think, you know, if, if, if a business is slowly not working out i think people can take that they can prepare for it but if it just happens like that mm -hmm. i think it's very difficult to prepare for it yeah. or or have an escape plan or backup plan for it so i can understand why you went through that and i think there's also no shame going through something like that no i mean there's only so much we can take as human beings right we need we need that time as well um so what made you think about tony robbins i i i i, I like tony robbins as well but yeah what what was it about tony that you know kind of inspired you I mean, at this point, I was already into personal development. Okay. So I'd already known a lot. I've listened yeah. to a lot of Tony Robbins at this mm -hmm. point. It's crazy how much you know. But I think Tony Robbins also says, you don't know unless you're doing. Mm. 
And that's the thing, right? Mm. But so it doesn't matter because I'd gone through personal development. I'd read all the books by this point. You know, I'd been to uni and all of that sort yeah. of thing. And on that trajectory, you know, yeah. personal development was a huge part of getting me there, right? So I already known about Tony Robbins. So for me, he was the guru. Mm. For me, he was the guy. So, you know, when I'm kind of in that moment, you know, again, you know, maybe it is my mental fortitude. Obviously, I did have a crack, you know, for a couple of weeks, but it's like, okay, you've got to get your shit back together. Mm. But like, there's people depending on you. Mm. What the fuck is wrong with you? Mm. Excuse my French. I don't know if no, I'm allowed to swear. Okay. No, no. Yeah. So good, so good. <laughs> right? Like, what is wrong with you? So you got to get back together. But at the same time, it's not easy. Mm. I still what? don't want to get out of bed. Yeah. I still don't, like, it's not as if I'm telling myself this stuff mm. and then I'm going back to bed. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Because yeah, it's it, yeah. not easy, yeah. bro. Like, yeah. it, you might be aware of what needs to happen, but yeah. doing you it. You know it in theory, but to, to get yourself to have the energy, because... I can imagine maybe you were even burnt out at this point, right? You've just gone, you've been there before, you've now built yourself to a good place and now it's coming crashing again. You're like, oh, can I, do I have the energy to, sometimes, you know what? You need to rest. Sometimes you just need a bit of rest. That was what I put the You know what I mean? Rest. Come back strong, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, so, but Tony Robbins just kind of came to mind. Like, yeah. okay, cool. Just, just put some Tony Robbins on. Okay. All right. That, that's how it came to mind. Yeah. Just put some Tony Robbins on. Okay. And so, what did you end up doing next? Did you start another business after that? Then it's it's weird the way the mind works. Again, mm. even with all of the personal development I've done, you always continue to grow. Mm. Because I said to myself at that point, even though I knew mm. that my path was always to be an entrepreneur, mm. to work for myself, to create something for myself, mm. in that moment, mm. I said, nah. I said, I am never putting my family in this position again. Really? Okay. Yeah. And now it was just all about coining up. Mm. Just all about getting money. So I yeah. said, I'm going to London. Mm. Let's go play with the big boys. Mm. Let's see. Mm. Let's see what, what London's saying. Let's see what's yeah. popping out there. And that's really when it started. That's when I went. It's actually interesting. When I first come to London, I actually worked for one of my friends who owns a security company. Okay. Again, bro, this is something I've never spoken about, yeah. right? Okay. So I so was just building back up. I was again. building back up in the interim, bro. Yeah. Man was on doors. Okay. Security guard. We got to do what we yeah. do. Yeah. Security <laughs> guard do on doors, do. bro, yeah? yeah. So um I did this for a little while and then and then I was his I was his bookings manager, so I went into the office and started doing bookings and stuff like that because look your talent just takes you there, right? At some point it's like cool, like bro, like come come into the office because okay. you know what I'm saying? You, yeah. you like you can do this role here, right? Exactly yeah. that. And then from there is when I um, applied mm. for an investment firm in the city. I said, okay. "Cool, let's 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 make the, let's make this run." Now this is a property investment firm. This is the largest in the UK. Mm. I said, "Let's let's 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 go for this run." We're in London now. We're better than a little bit. Mm. Let's not get comfortable. Let's go for why we came here. Yeah. And that's when that happened. Okay. And um, yeah, that 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 changed a lot of things mm. in terms of working with a different tier of, of yeah. people, right? I'm literally, we're talking about the wealthiest people on this planet. Mm. Like, <laughs> like crazy, Saudi Arabia, Dubai, Australia. So you think about, yeah. we're literally working for these people. And it was, it was good because you got to think about where I was coming from and mm. being in this place mm -hmm. again, where, you know what I'm saying? Like, my yeah, you got back feel, to the top. Listen, like, I'm feeling like, crazy. I'm feeling good and yeah. I'm working hard. I'm I'm grinding, I'm busting myself and I'm, I'm wanting to be the top player. And, and, and I was, you know, in all honesty, kind of going back to that power of networking mm. because a lot of the things that we were doing was the ability yeah. to network with people, yeah. ability to build relationships. And it goes back to those periods of being homeless. Yeah. I didn't realise at the time, yeah. but it was building me for these times. Mm. 
because that was the key thing. People just wanted to work with me. Mm. If they spoke to me once and someone else called them, yeah. nah, where's Ibs? Yeah. Right? Like they wanted to work with me. Mm. So that that was, first of all, a great feeling, but also meant I was making a lot of money. Mm. You know, but but again, bro, like for me, going back to when you're working for someone else, mm. ultimately they have the control. Yeah. Understand. They have the control. And what happened in 2021? Big thing, COVID. Mm, okay. I get a phone call just like any other day. And that's what I said to people. Like, you got to cherish like your loved ones. Mm. And you got to just live life again. Mm. You got to give yourself the opportunity to live life to yeah. the fullest. Because tomorrow I'm promised to my wife. It's not promised, 100%. So I get a phone call. Like my mum. Mm. She's been rushing to hospital. Mm. She's in intensive care already. Like she's... The only thing keeping her alive is a ventilator. Mm. So now, like, obviously my head's going, it's going crazy. And being Nigerian, I'm the eldest. Like, it's my job to look after all the younger siblings, right? You got this calls coming in from Nigeria. Everyone's trying to find out what's going on. While at the same time, I'm trying to process how I'm feeling emotionally about all of this. So I called this guy and I look like, I've got to take some time off. And bro, I'll never forget the way they made me feel. They they actually had a problem with that. Bro, they had like... <laughs> this is the problem sometimes, man. I, and I just said to myself in that moment, like, I'm done. Mm. I'm done. Because you know how people talk about... <laughs> people always say like, um, the system is broken. Mm. Yeah. I think they've got it twisted. I think they've got it the wrong way around. Because what I realise is the system is not broken. The system is working perfectly fine for the system yeah and if i wanted to change it was me who was gonna have to make that change because they weren't gonna make the change for me they're not gonna turn around and say okay you know what we're gonna give you everything that you want the freedom the time plus the money we're gonna give it to you because that's what you want mm. that's never gonna happen mm. and you know what if i drop dead tomorrow mm. i'm just a spoke in that wheel they remove that spoke they put a new one in and the wheel just keeps turning yeah that's that's how it's designed yeah that's yeah. it that's it. That's the reality. Mm. And I had that realization right then. And I said, you know what? I've got to do something different. Mm. I've got to do something different. And I promised myself then I said, I'm never, ever working mm. for another company ever again. Yeah. Wow. That it was that deep. That you know it. what? I understand that because that's like a loved one. And now what you're trying to do, you're trying to stop me from being with my with my loved one. And you know what's crazy, right? I feel like, like, like you were saying, it is it. It's designed the way it is. But if we're if we're talking reality, you, some people will do overtime, will do all of this stuff. We're actually building equity in the business, but they never give it to us. They never give it to us. And when I say equity, I don't mean like in a financial sense. I mean, just generally as a people person sense, right? Look, this guy's working hard. Yeah, we can give him time. If we need to give him extra time, why not? But they never do that. No. When you need it most, they never do it. No. And it's, so, it's such a shame. Like um, that, I, I don't think I'd know any company really out there that is that really looks after their, their they, they just want more and more and yeah. it's there, there's this there's this distortion that actually the more you give the more leverage you have yeah and it's not but no uh, the more you give the more they realize you have yeah. the more they want yeah right they just realize oh this person's got capacity oh you're amazing you're yeah. gonna get loaded you're gonna yeah. get all these the praises mm. but actually nothing is gonna change nah. for you yeah right nothing's gonna change and i always say this right because what i realized in those moments was 
the very thing that I was working hard for, yeah. which was I want to make enough money, mm. you know, to make sure that we're never in that financially vulnerable position again. Mm. I want to be able to spend time with my loved ones. Mm. You know, at this point, my partner's pregnant. I want to be able to spend the time with my daughter because I never had it that growing up, mm. right? So for me, I wanted to be that example oh, in her life and yeah. be able to spend time was important to me. But what I realized, even though that's why I thought I was there and that's why I was working hard, yeah. that was actually the very thing that I was sacrificing. Mm, 100%. 100%. And it, it takes like, unfortunately, sometimes it takes, you have to get there and you're like, oh my God, what have I been doing all this time, right? So, okay. So so you ended up leaving yeah. the company, right? You do Airbnb now. How did how yeah. did we get from leaving I, the company? I do Airbnb. Okay, cool. Uh, so this is what happened, right? So I said, okay. I'm always hearing these people talk about property. Yeah. And obviously I'm coming from a traditional mm. property background, estate agency, investment firm. These are like traditional yeah. property investments. Yeah. But I'm always hearing these other people, mm. you know, these, you know, YouTube videos popping up, talking about property, no money down on you. Yeah. You know all these madness <laughs> people are talking about, right? So I said, let me let me go and find out and see what yeah. this is all about, right? So I, I went, I went to a company and you know, I wanted to learn from them. But very quickly, they actually realized my expertise, mm. right? So they wanted me to become a, a mentor within their academy. Okay. As well as that, they wanted me. So I was I was hosting for them. I was speaking on webinars for them. I was selling some of the products actually on webinars and speaking on the stages. So very quickly, it became, you know, I became a part of that organization um, in the mentorship capacity. What I realized, though, was... So if we look at the people in the room... Mm. 85% of the people look like me. Mm. They look like you. Mm. What I mean by that is they're black. Mm. Right? And I'm seeing these people spend tens of thousands of pounds. Mm. I literally mean that, by the way. The top package is 30,000 pounds. Mm. Right? And someone could spend that for a year's mentorship and not someone, countless. Mm. Like, bro, at this stage, I've seen thousands of people come through we're doing two boot camps every single week yeah. you know so two boot camps wow. on average you get 30 40 people mm. in each one of those right wow every single week and we're doing two of them a week and people spending tens of thousands of pounds millions wow yeah millions. oh millions yeah i mean the, the company was doing doing you know over over a million a million a month by the time wow. i left right exactly that so they're spending this amount of money and getting no results. I'm telling you, when I'm saying hundreds of people will spend this amount of money and at the end of the year, they haven't got one property. Seriously? Wow. They haven't got one property, bro. That's wild. And I'm thinking, this is crazy. Yeah. And again, 85% of these people look like me. You look at the room, it's black people. So we're just losing our money and we're not getting and it's And it's hurting me. Yeah. And it's hurting me more because people will be saying to me, thinking it's complimentary, going, bro, you know, when I saw you, because this is a this is a white organization, right? And I'm this black guy. Mm. So people say, oh, when I saw you, I was like, I'm doing it. Mm. And they're meaning that's a compliment, but to me, that's killing me. Mm. Because I'm thinking, I can't be the reason why you're coming in here. Mm. Because by this stage, I'd realize like, this ain't it. Mm. Like, this ain't it. And what you're thinking, the perception that you're thinking is going to happen, this yeah. dream that you're being sold, yeah the likelihood is it's not going to get realized. Don't get me wrong. It's not that some people didn't get results. Mm. Of course. Mm. But if we're talking percentage-wise, I'm talking 90% don't get results. What? That's, that's not Easily. Wow. Easily. Easily, right? So for me, I'm like, this is, this is insane. Mm. So I'm starting thinking, okay, cool. Like, what can you do something different? I was like, 100%. Mm. 
mm. 100% I can do something different, right? Because I know about my values. I know about the dedication I'm going to put into these people. And it's not because these people don't know what they're doing. Mm. Because they're successful people. Mm. It's because, in my opinion, it's just greed. Yeah. They don't want to put the resources in place because it's going to cost money. Okay. But I'm like, how much money really is it going to cost mm. based on how much you're generating? Yeah. I feel like you can get more people if you actually give people results. You know, bro, you see, you see what you've just said there? <laughs> yeah. This is not a novel idea. Yeah. But every time I talk about this, yeah. it sounds like it's a novel idea because yeah. for me, yeah. I want to grow yeah. the largest coaching company in the UK. Yeah. And the reason mm. that it's going to become that mm. It's just because I'm going to get people results. Yeah. If you get people results, it's a no-brainer, It's going right? to speak for themselves. <laughs> yeah. I haven't yeah. got the same budget these guys have, yeah. but I don't need it. Yeah. Because the people who I'm going to be yeah. getting results for are going to be singing my praises up yeah. and down the country. Yeah. And that's the way that I see it. So for me, I said, I've got an investment background. It's not easy for someone who's just brand new, even though these people will tell you, get no money down. It doesn't matter if you've got mm. any experience or not. I understand it isn't easy, yeah. right? With, with completely zero experience. So I said, how am I able to help someone though mm. who wants to get into property? Because yeah. it is lucrative and there are many strategies where you can make money for property. So how can I help someone with no experience make money for property? Mm. So I'm thinking, okay, cool. What strategy can anyone just do? Mm. Now the industry calls itself accommodation, which no one knows what that is, mm. but I just call it Airbnb. People understand what Airbnb is. So again, language is important. So we'll call it Airbnb. So I said, okay, cool, I can do that. That makes sense. But then the way the industry does it is they do this thing called rent to rent. Mm. So what rent to rent is, is let's say you're a landlord. Mm. I'll come and rent the property with you. And I'll say, bro, I'm going to give you guaranteed rent. Your rent is going to be guaranteed. We're going to sign a 36 month contract mm. and your rent is going to be guaranteed every single month. Mm. But hang on. When you say it's a guarantee, why, why is it a guarantee? Mm. Is it backed by insurance? Mm. No. True. It's not backed by insurance. Mm. So what makes it guarantee? You telling me you're going to do it. Okay, cool. Well, I've got a tenancy agreement here mm. that also gives me the same guarantee because they've signed a the contract. So why is yours any more guaranteed than theirs? True. Okay? So for me, that, that, that just doesn't mean anything here or there. The other thing they said is there's going to be no void periods. Mm. Okay? Which means in that three-year period, you're not going to have a tenant moving out and maybe for a week or two, you're not going to get rent. Come. Okay, cool. That's fine. That's valid. But nonetheless, to do that strategy, you need to have deposit. Mm -hmm. You need to have first month's rent. Mm. You need to have good credit. You need to have, if you haven't got good credit, you need to have someone who's willing to be a guarantor for you. Okay. And I, I said, okay, cool. How can you help homeless Ibs? Mm. Because he didn't have no money. He didn't have no credit. Mm. He definitely didn't have no guarantor. There no one who believed in him. Even when he was getting his shit back together, no one believed in him, mm. you know, to be a guarantor for him. That was way too big a risk, mm. right? So how do you help that guy? How do you help that girl? So I said to myself, how can I eliminate mm. the need for all of those? But well, why don't we look at management? Right, okay. Why don't we look at management? Okay. Because from what I know, even mm. all of these charlatans... <laughs> bro, listen, I'm, I'm a bit smoky today. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a bit smoky, yeah. <laughs> no, all of these guys are out there selling this rent to rent, rent to rent, rent to yeah, rent. Yeah, the yeah. biggest players in the industry yeah. are doing management. Okay. I know that. The people who have the biggest portfolios, okay. shall I say, yeah. are doing management okay. because it's easier to scale. Yeah. But they're not saying this because mm. it's, in their opinion, it's mm. a tougher sell mm. because you can't tell someone you can make £1,000 per deal. Mm. But actually, it's, it's it's short hindsight. They don't have they don't have vision. Yeah. Because all of these barriers they're putting in the way mm. means it's difficult for these people to get deals in the first place. Yeah. Because the sale to the landlord is not that sexy. Yeah. Whereas if a management sale to the landlord, where you, Mr. Landlord, you're actually gonna make more money. Yeah. 
Okay. So we're going to manage this whole process for you because the reason that guy's offering you guaranteed rent is because here's, here's what he's going to make. Mm. Here's the numbers. Mm. Here's what he's going to make. But instead of him doing that, because you've worked hard your whole life, mm. you've invested in yourself, you've bought that asset, not to make him money, he's going to make more money from your property than you are. Mm. Right? But what we're going to do, and the only reason you would do that is because you don't understand how to manage this process. Yeah. We're going to come in and do that for you and you just pay us a management fee for doing that. Okay. You know what? Explain... To to make it clear for the listeners watchers, what's the difference between management managing yeah. a property and renter renting a property? Perfect. Yeah. First of all, when we yeah. say management, it's not yeah. like an estate agent. We're not just managing yeah. the property. Yeah. Hence, why we're gonna get paid yeah. big bucks. Yeah. We're not gonna get one estate agent. We're gonna yeah. get double one estate agent okay. for managing. Wow. Right. Absolutely. Mm. But also, we're generating four times what an estate agent would generate from mm. that property. Mm. So we're going to get paid double the four times figure. Okay. So we're making money. We're making change. Right? The difference between rent to rent is the rent to rent is going to come to the landlord. We're just going to rent the property of you. Mm. Now, in the in the agreement that we're going to sign, yeah. you're going to give us a clause in the contract that allows us to sublet the property, yeah. which means we can essentially do what we want with the property. Mm. We can rent it to someone else. We can do what we want with it. So what they then do is they then put those properties on Airbnb mm. and they generate that extra income mm -hmm. from the property. Yeah. Right? Like I've just said, typically yeah. three, four times, you yeah. know, the same revenue. So that's what they're doing. Mm. And then what they do after all of their cost, so once they pay their rent and all that, then they get to keep the profit. Yeah. What we're saying to the land is, okay, cool. We're going to generate this money, but this is all yours. Mm. And we're just going to take a management fee for it. Right. So you get them to do the rent. You do the rent to rent for them, but take the fee. We do the management for them. For but them So well. they okay. get the benefit of, of the actual of the, uplift. Okay. Oh, that's smart. Yes. Okay. Exactly. That. So but you what kind of turn their thingy into an Airbnb, manage it, and then you take a fee of exactly that. Exactly that. Right. So win-win for both parties. Value yeah. proposition. Yeah. This is the difference. Yeah. This is why my students are able to scale yeah. at a rapid rate. That's, that makes sense. That Thank you, bro. Yeah. It's not rocket science. It's yeah. just when you're not greedy yeah. and you actually want the best for people, yeah. you're going to tell them what makes sense. That, I never thought about it. Like, that's true because if somebody came to me, he's like, look, Atto, we can increase your income by four times, but just give us a fee of this. I'd be like, yeah, sure. Why not? Of course. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, let's do it. Right? The, yeah. I haven't even okay. spoken about the legislative benefits. Yeah. The tax incentives yeah. given by the government mm. for when you use your property mm. as an Airbnb. Yeah. So now all of those incentives mm. are completely signed away okay. when you sign that agreement, the rent to rent contract, because yeah. it's no longer used as an Airbnb. It's just a tenancy agreement. Okay. Even though your property is being used as an Airbnb, okay. you don't get the tax breaks right. because you've just got a tenancy agreement signed with me. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> it's insane, right? It is. So this it is. is why our students are able to scale. Yeah. At, so for example, I've got a couple of students who've been at some of these organizations. And, you know, one of them, for example, he's, he's, he was with this company for over a year. Mm. Secure two properties. Mm. He's been with me now for six weeks. You know, so my coaching program, which hasn't actually launched yet, mm. you know, but I've got about 10 students in it. Mm. Almost as a test case because I want to get the results and use the results to launch and show people like this is what's happening. Been for six weeks. After three weeks, secured his first property. Mm. The week later, secured a second property. Right. And just yesterday, he just posted in the group, he just secured his third property. Wow. In six weeks. Wow. He secured more properties than he did in over a year. Wow. That's absolutely insane. Exactly. Wow. Exactly that. Wow. wow Value wow. proposition. Everything's yeah. all about win-win. Like, what's in it for the landlord? Wow. 
Okay. So how do you how do you start an Airbnb business? You don't have to give us complete details, but how I, how, listen, how does someone start? I don't. I'm, I'm not one of those people. Who, I'm not gonna give away the yeah, secret. I don't yeah. care. If someone can go away from this, bro, yeah. just message me and just give me the big ups. Yeah, just like, <laughs> it, was, it was it was after listening to the Savvy Wallet podcast. Yeah, <laughs> but if someone can go away, listen to this, start generating income, bro. Yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy. How do you start? You know, the first thing is you've got. To, analyze a location yeah because and that's the beauty of our business we're able to pre-analyze a location mm. so we can determine if a location is even worth going into before we go into it so we don't have to risk or have any guest games okay so we can pre-analyze okay cool so what numbers can we generate from a one bedroom from a two bedroom from a three bedroom in this location and if it works then fine then we're going to go into that location so that's the very first thing you got to look at analyze the location okay. and then the second thing is what well, you actually need a property to be able to put an airbnb mm. So it's about how do I find properties? Mm. You know, so start looking for landlords, you know, networking events, speaking to professionals, right? Social media. Mm. You know, I teach like five different ways, you know, that you can use to actually attract properties, okay. you know, announce, you know, family, friends, all of this sort of thing. Because you'd be surprised once you start, a lot of people get a little bit embarrassed mm. to tell their family and friends about what they're doing. Mm. And, I, and I truly believe it comes from the lack of confidence in themselves mm -hmm. as of yet mm -hmm. to be able to deliver on what they're saying. Mm -hmm. But actually, that's the low-hanging fruit. These yeah. are people who already know you, like you, and trust you. Mm -hmm. And as long as you just level up with them, mm -hmm. show them that you've already invested in yourself, show them where your knowledge base is coming from, and they will be happy to work with you. Mm -hmm. Because again, there's a value proposition. There's something in it for them as well. Yeah. Right? So that's the next thing. You go actually try to find a property. And then, of course, you go learn how to list the property, take professional photography, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. yeah. Yourself, how, how many... How many Airbnbs do you have in your portfolio yourself? Me? Yeah. Five. Five. Wow. Five. That's 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 good. Yeah. It's 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 not it's not the largest, mm. but the reality is I started this in January. Okay. Right. That, I started this in January. This January. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's, that's but, a lot. Bro, the, that's but, more than but, one a month. But but the reason I did that is because yeah. I didn't want to be one of these coaches because I could have yeah. I could have trained people on this stuff. Yeah, like, I've been having it I've been training people yeah. in the academy yeah. with having it myself. But I said I can't be one of those guys. Yeah. Like, I, let me just go because this is not my my bag. Mm. I'm more I'm more uh, work with investors and help them build and grow their portfolios. Right, that's what my skill set is in. Mm. But if I'm going to coach and help people do this, mm. then just go and do it yourself. Because it doesn't matter how much knowledge I've got, there's going to be some things mm. that if I'm not doing it myself on a day-to-day, -day, that I'm yeah. going to miss. So I said, okay, cool. Let me go into this myself and actually start my own business doing this so I can actually help people yeah. you know, at a higher level. That makes sense. How much do you, how much does somebody need to start in you know, an Airbnb business in the way that you're Well, well if you look again, again, the beauty of what we're doing this management model mm. is there's no risk in it for us. Mm. As much of a value proposition that we're giving to the landlord, there's actually no risk in it for us. Mm. Right? Why is that? Because we don't have to put any rent down. Mm. We don't have to put a deposit down. That's true. We don't have to furnish the property. Mm. We're just managing it. Mm. That's all on the landlord. Okay. Right? So all we've got to do investment-wise is just look at... Mm setting up our business, okay. you know, so getting the insurances, mm. you know, getting the ombudsman, mm. you know, all those little things, mm. you know, you're probably talking and about education as well. And then obviously education. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So, it's, so not a lot then, few, few mm. grands are we talking about here? I mean, education is probably, probably education is probably going to cost you more than the actual setup cost. Mm. So if let's say someone actually wanted to work mm. with myself now, mm. I don't know, I don't typically like talking about this stuff on camera, but mm. cool. You know, for me right now, it's 3k. Mm. Okay, 3K okay. for three-month training where you get to learn all of the foundations that can allow you to actually scale. Mm. 
But to set up, you're probably looking about a grand. Okay. That's not a lot. Do you know what we're I mean? talking about something that's gonna make you make six figures, millions in the future, right? A exactly. skill that you're gonna have for life, right? Exactly. It's not it's not a lot as exactly. a startup. I mean uni <laughs> uni students, what are they pay now? Nine grand per year? But yeah, 20. bro. Actually, I think most of them are leave that's nine grand thingy, and then I think it's like another three or four for like to live. Yeah, they live in the thing. So it's about you're 12 walking years out, you're, about they're, they're walking out exactly they're walking yeah. out with silly debt yeah silly and they're not debt. getting a six-figure job and there's no guarantee there's no gu- <laughs> yeah this is this is the thing right so that that's that's how people go look at mentorship i've spent yeah. tens of thousands of pounds on mentorship you know i really have and that's why i'm a big advocate for it because if you're going to do something yeah. it says success leaves clues mm. right so if you're going to do something and just do it from someone who's already done it and yeah. getting results and then just learn from them yeah yeah do you have to spend um a lot of time doing the management or is it like a case of like you're trying to you hire people when you when you scale to a certain part. You yeah, start for, hiring people for, to do that for you. For me, I'm not I'm not into all this, you know, hands-on business. That's okay. for me. That's for okay. me. You know what I'm so saying? You got to the point where you're like, okay, this is what I'll take. Someone else is gonna Exactly. It. Okay. Exactly that. That makes exactly. sense. That that and I can see how that could happen easily. Yes. Right. Because it could be like, okay, this property pays for that person. Exactly. This property pays for that person. It's very you can see how the very, very work. quickly. And yeah. and it's it's not it's not even like just this this property for this person yeah. as well. It's because one person can manage a few. Yeah. And then before you need to bring another person in to manage, you know, once you start scaling again. So yeah. it's it's very profitable even if you know you want to be completely hands off. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay, so what's gone wrong for you in the business and why so far? Trying to understand in the, in this doing. business. Yeah. Oh um Airbnb, trying to figure figure out what the pitfalls are. Automations. Okay. Automations. If you don't get the automation right, then you know you can be working in your business. Right. Like okay. really, really working in your yeah. business. But again, you can't get automation. So what I mean by that is there are systems and tools that allows you to just automate everything. Mm. So in terms of as soon as a guest books, a message goes out. Okay. Right? They make the payments, they put the deposits, they, you know, tell you the names of the guests, all of these sort of things. So all of that's where they sorted out. You know, and then there's the check-in information. Mm. You know, so where's the parking? You know, how do I access the property? Yeah. Where am I, what's the code for? Okay. If you haven't got all of that sorted, then... Guess they're calling you. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. And I remember this. Let me tell you a story. What happened one time? This is at 12 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. I get a phone call. Yeah. From a guest. They can't get in. Oh, that's a nightmare. Oh, I'm bugging. It's 12. I'm thinking, am I going to have to leave my bed? <laughs> yeah. And drive to this property. That's this like is the one the elephant and castle I was telling you about. I thought, uh, surely I don't have to do this. Luckily, I don't. Because again, if you've got the right systems in place. So, and the reason being is they've got this, we've got this coded system on one of our properties where it's a digital access. So, they literally punch in the code and then it opens the door. Mm-hmm. But the system had a glitch and it was sending out the wrong code. Wow. So, they didn't have a code. But I was able to remotely open the door. Okay. So from my from my laptop. Oh, right? <laughs> exactly God, right? that. So luckily I didn't have to get out of my bed, but yeah. That is crazy. That is crazy. So you know with Airbnbs, I think one of the criticisms of them is that people fear and I guess this this might be something that when you're speaking to landlords is something that they may bring up, right? Is oh, we always hear that, you know, people don't take care of the property, right? Especially with Air, Airbnb short term, right? How how do you kind of overcome that kind of conversation with landlords? What's like your 
response to them when they bring that up? Shall I be honest with you? Mm. When you're doing management, mm. I've rarely actually heard that being brought up, which okay. is which That's is insane. That's interesting. Because with the rent to rent model, it get yeah. bro, when you start talking money, mm. <laughs> because you're leading with Mr. Lando, here's how much money you yeah. can make now. Yeah. They might have this concern, but they, they're not really bringing okay, it up. Okay, so the money's just... The money's like, I can make so much money. It's kind of, it, it, it juxtaposes the risk a little bit, right? But, you know, just to actually address that, again, it depends on the companies. Mm. It depends on the company. You know, we are very professional out of here, and that's how yeah. I coach my students as well. Now, I just mentioned to you guys, I said, okay, cool. You know, when the booking comes in, another link goes out to them, and it has the name of all the guests, you know, the passport details, the deposits, mm. all of that. So we've done that from the front end. Mm. So now when a guest is coming to our property, they know they've given us their passport details. Mm. They've put down a deposit. Yeah. So now they're behaving themselves. <laughs> okay, okay. Right? <laughs> that so, makes sense. So there's ways that you can, but people just don't put the systems in place, which, you know, it means yeah. potentially, you know, there could be damages. But if you have the right systems in place, then you're mitigating. It's not to say it's not going to happen, yeah. but you're mitigating, you know, the likelihood of it happening. Yeah, yeah. So... The question I have, right, and I'm, I'm sure the watchers, listeners, what is like the potential with this business? Like, yeah. What's like the earning potential, I guess, realistically? Yeah. With, with, with this in, in, in all honesty, I'm at five. Mm. I got to five within two months. Okay. Wow. I, I could scale more than that. Yeah. I've got a huge focus on the coaching side of things. Mm. That's really what I'm really driven by because yeah. I come from this environment. I see what's happening. Mm. If I want to scale beyond that, I can scale. Mm. But even from those five, now, granted, my five are in London, you know, so okay. let's just put a caveat to that. They are in London. So, you know, typically you're going to generate, especially where our properties are, you're going to generate more of an income. You know, but they bring in over 5K a month. Wow. You know, that's not like my... That's good. For main source of it. So exactly. we going 10, 10, this is, this is This is what I'm saying. Start numbers. This is what okay. I'm saying. So until the first possible, you know, yeah. you can you can easily generate in, you know, anywhere from, you know, 15... 20k a month mm. you know from this and this is from about you know 20 properties yeah wow that's impressive yeah that's very yeah. very impressive and and the beauty about this again where this is different from the rent to rent model is you're doing this without liability yeah that's a good thing I'm not, like i said i'll speak to you offline like not a lot of people you're the only person i really know that talks about airbnb in this way i don't i think it's People are sleeping on it, in my opinion. Yes. Right? I've never really seen people talk about... People talk about rent-to-rent, buy-to-lets, um, flipping and stuff like that. But I've never really seen anybody talk about uh, Airbnb. There is another thing, right, that some people might be concerned about, right? Governments, regulations. You keep on seeing all this stuff in the news. Does that concern you at all? Yes or no. Yeah. Okay. Yes or no. It, I, I'll say no. Yeah. Because the government... Mm talk okay but they don't walk <laughs> okay. but the, the, this is just the truth they do a lot yeah, of talking yeah, but they don't walk yeah, that's true on the flip side of it i'm convinced that regulation is coming okay i'm convinced regulation is coming but that's what i keep saying to my students mm. grow now mm. grow now okay it's something that even after i'm thinking about now i've literally gone over five properties in the pipeline mm. that i'm going to bring on in the next two weeks okay because now i'm actually thinking to myself well actually you know what this isn't a business that i wanted to grow mm. but now that i'm in it mm. and now that i'm coaching every single day and i'm seeing how because 
where I've built those relationships and people are offering me <laughs> properties. Now I'm like, I see making money. I yeah, make bro, you money. might as well just, you know what I mean? Just yeah. scale it up and you've got a team there now anyway. So it's not like you have to do it. Yeah. Just scale up. So yeah, definitely I'm going to be doing that because I'm saying to them, the people who understand what's happening in the marketplace right now, because the shift up in the marketplace mm -hmm. is interest rates have just gone from, you know, the base rate has gone from 0.1% to 4.25%. Yeah. I don't think people really understand yeah, what that means. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. What does that mean for landlords? It means the mortgages has yeah. oftentimes doubled, mm. but they can't come to you as a tenant and double your rent. Mm. So they need to find money from somewhere or they need to sell up this asset. Yeah. Some landlords are choosing to sell up, mm. but the reality is we're also not in a seller's market, we're in a buyer's market, yeah. which means they're not going to get top, top money yeah. for their properties right now. Yeah. So they're in between a, a rock and a hard place. Okay. So when we're coming with this proposition, we're actually solving mm. a massive problem for them. So which means we can scale quickly. Yeah. And when you scale quickly and when you get yeah. to a certain size, you can mitigate regulations a lot easier. Yeah. Right, and you can you can handle regulation a lot easier. It's those people who've just got the one or two. Yeah. They're gonna be the ones who struggle okay. when the regulations come. But I do genuinely believe that regulations are coming because mm. there are more. It's being spoken about more and more in Parliament now okay. that it's only gonna be even if it's just a political move. Mm. I think it's it's gonna happen at some point soon. Okay. Wow. Wow. No, it's been great. It's been great having this conversation with you, Ibrahim. I've learned so much. I'm kind of excited about this area because, <laughs> you know, I want to see it grow. I want to see more people get into it. I think it's ingenious to be to be quite honest with thank you. you so bro. thank you so much for sharing that with us. Uh, so what do you have planned next for yourself? I mean, first of all, I just want to say thank you for having me. Um, what do I have planned next for myself? I always say this to every single student who I have a consultation call with mm. before they come on board. And I say to them, this isn't about money for me right now. Mm. For me right now, it's about working with the right people yeah. with the right mindset. Because mm. another condition that people in the industry, not in the industry, I think people who are trying to change their lives is mm. they get all these people telling them how they're going to make all this passive yeah. income. You can do this in the next couple of months. And, you know, the truth is, I know that's not reality. Yeah. You can't make passive income when you're already in a job yeah. and you want to replace your income. Yeah. That's going to be active as fuck mm. before you can get to a position yeah, where it is passive, right? Yeah. So I said to them, this is going to be hard work. Mm. You're going to have to put time in. You're going to have to put work in. But if you do that, mm. I'm going to give you the strategies and the full support, everything yeah. that you like. The one thing my students say about me is like, he's so passionate about it. He literally gives everything, right? Because for me right now, the focus is like I said, I want to grow the largest coaching company in the UK. Mm. That's my goal. Mm. For me to do that, I've got to be working with the right people, yeah. you know, who are actually going to do the work. Because look, if they don't do the work, yeah. they're not going to get the results. Yeah. It's that simple. And if they don't get the results, yeah. I don't get to scale. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get to, it's never so much that it looks bad on me. Yeah. I don't get, trust me, mm. the one thing that none of my students can say or anyone who comes into my organization is that they haven't got the support. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't I don't think anyone would bad mouth. Yeah. Even if they don't get the result, they yeah. will know deep will know within their heart did your best. that yeah. listen, I did not put I didn't do the work. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying this? So I I'm not concerned about that. But if they don't do the work, is that I'm not gonna get the accolades. Mm. I'm not gonna get the referrals to say, hey, he's great. Look at look at the results I've got, which means I'm not really gonna scale. Yeah. Um so you know what I'm looking for right now is the right students, people who truly genuinely want to change their lives and they're willing to put the work in, come have a chat with me because that's what I'm looking for right now and we can make it happen. Yeah. And where can people find you? Instagram, Ibrahim Brahma Wealth, TikTok, Ibrahim Brahma Wealth, mm -hmm. YouTube on Ibrahim Brahma and the Need to Succeed podcast. Yeah. Um, what else? And Facebook, Ibrahim Brimer. Okay, cool. And I'm going to definitely put that in the description as well. Now, thank you so much. Like like I said, I've learned a lot from you. And you know what? 
Well, I feel so energetic right now because like you're filled with so much passion, so much energy. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing because of where you came from. Like, yeah. and it's not just once, it's not just being homeless, you you lost your business, but you're still able to have that that passion, that motivation to to keep going higher and higher and higher and just not stopping. You know, I think I think for a lot of people is a is a lesson that we can all learn from that, you know, even if we are in a dark place. We can get out of it. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it will take time, but you can get out of it. So I was wondering, what what was your last words, your final words for the listeners and watchers? You know what? Yeah, I think I think I will go off the back of that because people do always say that to me, like, bro, like you're always smiling. Why are you so always happy? And I just say, it, it is because of where I've come from. You know, I've been very, I wouldn't even say the lowest because again, I come from Nigeria and I've I've seen people in situations, you know. You know, when I was younger, I was walking past dead bodies, you know, sometimes, right? You know, so I know there was deeper situations than that. You know, so for me, like being alive is a great thing. You know, being in the position that I am today now is a great thing. Not having to worry about money in the day today is a great thing. But what we've got to understand is you don't need to go to the deep, dark places to feel that gratitude, right? You just got to understand that being alive today is a good thing. Tomorrow is possible anyone can achieve the things that they want to achieve. Like, I promise you that if I can do it. And the reason why I always like, you know, coming onto podcasts and sharing this story, it's not to like brag or anything like that, but it's just to say like, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Right. And it is possible. You just have to have that focus. You've got to have that understanding, that determination. But above all, you've got to have vision. You've got to be able to see that it's actually possible because I always say nothing in this world has ever come to pass without first being conceived up here. Yeah, 100%. So once you can actually see yourself achieving the things that you want to achieve, then nothing can stop you because it becomes this burning desire. It's in you every single day when you wake up, every single morning when you wake up. It's something that you're, you're, you're thinking about. Vision is powerful. It's something that you're literally thinking about every single day. And what does that mean? It means you're going to take the actions necessary. You can't but take the actions because if something is that exciting to you, you're going to be talking about it and you're going to be doing things towards actually accomplishing it. And then that's when the world says, okay, well, we're going to bring it to you, right? Because you keep talking about it. You keep taking actions towards it. And it just seems like, oh, this has just happened. It hasn't just happened. You've planted the seeds. You've germinated the seeds, right? You've watered it. And then now you're starting to get the results. But first, you have to have the vision. Amazing. Wow, amazing. I was just, I was like, I was like, I was just like listening to that. I was like, yeah, I'm enjoying this. I just feel like I could go and do that. Amazing, amazing. Thank you so much, Ibrahim, for uh, just sharing your story, being vulnerable with us, um, sharing your your low points, your high points. Um, again, I think it's a very important conversation because, you know, we can't get to a certain place in life without the education, right? Which is what I'm trying to do here on a podcast. Not just educate, but also inspire and keep it real. And I feel like we hit all three of those points um, on the podcast today. And, you know, I might be coming to you about Airbnb soon. We'll, we'll see, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, watch as Little listeners. savvy wallet discounts. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that offline. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, watch as listeners. I f- hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the Take Off Experience. Really appreciate you watching. We'll see you next week's episode. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. 
Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.